BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great Thursday. Tennis is good. Baseball is good. Soccer is good. Football, almost time for the rookies to report. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, Give you my take on what the Pro Football Hall of Fame said without saying a word to Terrell Owens. uh, That upcoming later on in the show. Uh, but uh, let's let's react, if we can, to Jerry West's comments about uh, about the Lakers landing LeBron James. A uh, couple of things to fully disclose. One, uh, I know I like Jerry West. I know Jerry West a little bit better than a lot of people that are on radio. He's been especially kind to me. 
I also know that uh, he did not want to leave the Lakers originally, but Phil Jackson kind of ushered him to the door. And Jerry West, a lot of things, a competitor is one of them. Uh, But he had this to say to Jack McCallum of Sports Illustrated, quote, all due respect to the Lakers who handled everything well, but as these things go, LeBron was not a tough free agent signing. LeBron wanted to come to L.A. and he wanted to come to the Lakers, period. He has a family he's thinking about. He has a home here. He has a son who he wants to keep in one school in Los Angeles. He will be a celebrity out here for sure, but it's a place where once in a while you can get lost, be himself. You can't do that everywhere. Huh. Uh, Magic Johnson, of course, told uh, Spectrum Sportsnet uh, that he didn't want to hear about the Lakers' history. He knew he knew the team, maybe better than I did. He broke the roster down right in front of me. He knew every single guy, the strength, the weaknesses. So, look, I, I don't think... I don't think that Jerry West is wrong, but I think that Jerry West is Jerry West is wrong, right? I, I think that's a, that's a big... You can screw up deals that are handed to you. Everyone I know in business, and though it's sports radio and we have a lot of fun and we talk about stupid stuff, a lot of stupid stuff that does not matter. You know, we did a fruit hierarchy last time I was in the herd. There was a bagel hierarchy we did behind the scenes. We talk about LeBron versus Jordan. We do silly stuff. The fact is, though, this is a business. And uh, one of the things that I try and do wherever I work is I, I try and attach myself to our sales force because I know they're the lifeblood of our business. And uh, many of the sponsors you hear on this show, either those particular sponsors or the agencies those sponsors work with, They've worked with me before and we try and make ourselves as available as possible so that any of their needs can be met. It's a business. It's about relationships. So sometimes, and I'm sure other radio hosts can say this as well. Sometimes there are deals to which we bring to sales. Like, look, dude, just don't screw this up and we're all going to make some money off it. Sometimes they will bring deals to us. Hey, just the sponsors coming in the studio. Just don't screw this up. There's interview requests that we can put out in this business to which you're like, all right, just don't screw this up. And this guy is going to come on throughout the season or this coach will come on through the season. It doesn't mean that it always is a home run. Jerry knows that Jerry West is a magnificent businessman and he's not wrong, but he is wrong. Sometimes the sure deal, sometimes here's the basketball analogy. Sometimes the wide open shot is way harder to make than the contested shot. Sure, Magic didn't have to do much, but he had to be on time. He was early. He had to present a plan. LeBron liked it. They had to clear out the cap space. Like if, so what Jerry West is saying is, does he really want us to believe Want us to believe that if Jim Buss was still running the Lakers, LeBron James would be there? Of course not. They had to create and foster an atmosphere that he would want to engage in, that he would want to sign sign with. So was was L.A. a... a, a and remember, they did not get Paul George that first night. 
So it, it feels like Jerry West, who, look, he should get a ton of credit for past dynasties in L.A., a ton of credit. I mean, he did pull off the Pau Gasol trade. He did pull off the Kobe Bryant trade on draft day with Charlotte. He's pulled off great deals in the past. I'm not trying to dis- besmirch his name at all. But he's not solely responsible for all those deals, and he probably gets a little bit more credit than he truly deserves, which is kind of what he's saying about Magic. Magic Johnson had a wide-open three to win this thing. That's what he did. But you still have to make the wide-open three. Yes, it was, a, it was a deal to which you were the favorites heading in. But Cleveland was still home. They still made the NBA Finals. They essentially were the incumbent, and there were no term limits. And oh, by, yeah, by the way, that first night when they're feverishly planning on how to make this thing work, Paul George recommitted to staying in Oklahoma City, choosing the Thunder over his hometown Lakers. So to sit here and, and a week and a half later say, yeah, not the big thing, he wanted to be in L.A., when, oh yeah, by the way, just because he wanted to be in L.A., look, the Clippers are in L.A. Jerry West runs the Clippers. LeBron James could have had complete command and control of that franchise. And oh yeah, by the way, LeBron James teaming with Steve Ballmer with all of his money and all of his interest outside of basketball, that would have been, Jeannie Buss, the Buss family, that's a mom and pop operation. So if you want to say, well, it's about the Lakers, it's a, a fine. You're in L.A., you're with the Clippers, you got Steve Ballmer, you're going to give him a blank check. You'd have told him, hey, we'll remake the, the roster around your likeness however you want. And oh, yeah, by the way, just because Magic was wide open for three doesn't mean you always make it. I like Jerry West. During my lifetime, he's the greatest executive in the history of the sport. But in this particular case, he knows he's wrong. He knows that there are, there are, there are no easy wide open threes. There's all the other different, you, you know, you don't want to, you want to make sure you say the right thing. Do we make a presentation? Do we not make a presentation? Do we make a big thing of this? Do we not? And look, people always get more credit than they actually deserve. You know, the people in charge, they do. They absolutely do. You know, no matter what president it is, you take, you, you, you champion the good things, right? I, I have no idea the level of, of competency uh, in negotiations with, with North Korea with the current administration. And I don't think they're shutting down all of their missile operations, but they shut down their nuclear stuff, mostly because they couldn't get it to work. You're going to champion that. You, you, you must. Whatever, whoever's in office, if, if a business is a success, you champion it. Heck, how many times have we said, like Eli Manning, we don't focus on how many times they've missed the playoffs. He did win two Super Bowls. And he played well in those two Super Bowls. But he's also played extremely poorly of late. Like we Quarterbacks get too much credit. Coaches get too much credit. Executives get too much credit. 
They just do. We never credit luck. No one's ever won and said, hey, you know, we were really, really lucky. And so I look at it and I, I think in all candor, in all honesty, Jerry West knows there are times to which he was fortunate because he was with the Lakers. But with that comes uh, a really extraordinary, extraordinary expectations. And to this point, Magic lived up to him. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Tebow's going to play in the AA All-Star game. And there's renewed talks. I mean, he did play, excuse me, I'm sorry. He did play in the uh, AA All-Star game. And there's renewed talks that he will play for, uh, for the New York Mets. And look, if you, if you look at all the reports, he actually played well. I mean, here's a guy that he's got five home runs, 12 doubles, 33 RBI, sitting 270, only on base 337, playing in Binghamton, New York. Playing in Binghamton, New York. But um, look, he, he, uh, uh, he went opposite field in his first at-bat. He looks good swinging a bat. He's not terrible. But he hit a double in his first at bat, and um, um, I I look at how he plays. He's thirty years old, and people thought this would be a complete debacle, complete joke. Is he a great prospect? No. Has he improved tremendously? Yes, absolutely. Do I think he'd be overwhelmed by major league pitching? I'm sure he would. But if you're the New York Mets, you need some reason for guys to go to the ballpark. And here's a guy who, yes, he brings eyes, but he's not terrible. He's not terrible. And if you want to want to sit here and go like, well, this has never happened before. This is such a joke. I don't think I think a lot of people um, aren't old enough. Aren't old enough to remember when Deion Sanders played Major League Baseball. Do you guys remember that? Ramos, you probably remember that, right? Oh, yeah. I played for the Braves, the Reds, the Yankees, a whole bunch of teams. He played a long time. He played nine years in Major League Baseball. Nine years. Nine years. Most he ever played when he was uh, in 97 after he retired from pro football uh, for a year. He played 115 games. But, like, look, he's a lifetime 263 hitter, on base only uh, 32% of the time. He had incredible, incredible speed. One year he actually stole, in that year he played 150, uh, 115 games, he stole 56 bases. But why was Deion Sanders, why was Deion Sanders on a baseball field? Was he talented? Sure. But the truth is that he was on the baseball field because he brought eyes to your baseball team. It was the New York Yankees who initially played him at 22 years old. 22 years old, the New York Yankees. And that was a Yankee team that was not good. That was a Yankee team that was 67 and 95. The only difference between Tebow and Deion Sanders, and I know Deion played baseball in college, is, I guess, one is organization, Yankees versus Mets, but the Yankees were in the same place. They were a team that wasn't going anywhere. Their best player was Don Mattingly. 
And even Don Mattingly that year only hit 256 and only had five home runs. All right? They had Don Mattingly, Roberto Kelly, Jesse Barfield, Steve Balboni. My point is that while we're going to sit here and go, I've never seen such a joke before. Tim Tebow playing Major League Baseball would be a joke. He's 30 years old. I mean, I understand Deion Sanders was younger, but Deion Sanders was the same thing. He was a football player playing baseball. And he was such a good athlete that he found a way to make, to, a way to make it work. He wasn't great. But he brought eyes to the Yankees when he was 21, 22 years old, so they put him on a Major League Baseball field. Do I think he's awesome? No. Do I think he's terrible? No. I think he's a lot better than anyone could have conceived he would be at this point in time, in this short order. And I think the Mets being bad and needing some reason, some reason to, to, to cheer is not a terrible thing. Not a terrible thing. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Let's bring in Joe Moorhead who they got their season opener against Stephen F. Austin on September 1st. Coach, how are you? Doing great. How's it going? Good. Um, all right, so let's, let's just start with the job. Um, look, this is not your first foray as a head coach, but it is your first foray as a head coach in the SEC. What about the job have you learned during your time on it that you didn't previously know? Um, you know, I guess it's all relevant. You know, having the opportunity to be the head coach at Fordham and dealing all the thing, dealing with all the things there as a head coach, it's certainly um, <laughs> a step up in competition in the SEC. But I think the biggest thing is the recruiting that, that you've got to be on top of it every single day and have a great plan and do a good job building and cultivating relationships. And uh, you know, it's certainly a challenge. I think that we've met head on and done a pretty good job. It's it's kind of the opposite though of Fordham, right? You know, Fordham is. Uh, not far from down New York City. I haven't been to Fordham, right? You're, you're right in the middle of kind of a lot of action. And so you do, you do have to pay attention to what your players are doing off the field, whereas now you're in Stark Vegas, and it's one of those that um, it's such a small town, you can find out what every player is doing when they're off the field, maybe even too much information. What's the juxtaposition of coaching at Fordham uh, where, where you sometimes don't know what guys are doing because they can get lost in the city and in the metropolis, as opposed to in Starkville. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, in a lot of ways, the setup down here at Mississippi State is like we had at Penn State. You know, in a, a relatively rural rural community where the, the school and the football program are the centerpiece of the town and the in the university. And uh, yeah, you're right. You know, uh, Fordham sitting right there at the, at the tip of the Bronx and being close to uh, you know the Metro North to get to to. Um, Midtown Manhattan, and you got you know those set of issues that go along with being <laughs> being in New York City, and, and then certainly um, Mississippi State and Starkville at a little bit slower pace. So uh, you know, one there's a ton of things to do, and you know, one in you know at uh, Starkville there's enough things to do, but you know, quite not as not quite not as much as, as uh, New York City. No question, Nick Fitzgerald. Uh, give me give me an update of his health. How, how much can we go all in that he'll be healthy for you? You know, knock on wood, our our, our you know, training staff's doing a fantastic job. I think if we really wanted to and would have pushed, you know, we could have gotten Nick into some team reps during spring ball. We just want to be very judicious and, you know, measured in our approach. But he's been doing every single thing, uh, you know, with the strength and conditioning staff during the summer. And, uh, you know, we're anticipating, a, you know, a full go Nick, you know, starting August 3rd with camp and then 
at the end of the season opener. You, you guys, uh, look, at Penn State, you guys obviously had some incredible talent on both sides of the football field. You bring with you Bob Shoup, and you inherit Montez Sweat, uh, which is, it's kind of what, you know, all other leagues, what they always talk about with the SEC, like, man, well, we wish we had those guys up front that can get after the quarterback with just incredible athleticism. Uh, what, what's this group like that you've inherited up front on the defensive side of the ball? I tell you, there's something special in India. You know, talking with Coach Franklin at Penn State from his time at Vanderbilt, the, the biggest thing that he always remarked about with the SEC was the, the size, the speed, the strength, the athleticism of, of the defensive lines, and certainly uh, that holds true here. You know, as you mentioned with Montez uh, doing a fantastic job off of the edge, and, and on the inside you have Jeffrey Simmons and uh, Braxton Hoyette, Gary Green, you know, Chauncey Rivers, you know, going to be eligible this year, but uh, Coach Baker does a great job with the front. You know, we probably run two and a half deep there with very, very quality SEC players. And, and as we can attest from, uh, you know, me being involved with the offense and having to go against them every day, it's a, it's a very tough group to move off the ball and the pass protect against. You're going to hear this question, I'm sure, way too often. You've probably heard it already. Um, you know, you, you, you coached and did a great job with Saquon Barkley. You inherited Eris Williams who's very, very talented. Is there any ability to compare and contrast the two? I mean, you're, you're trying to hold him up to the bar of the guy who was the number two pick in the draft, but compare and contrast those two as athletes. Yeah, you know, I think that the media at Penn State, you know, referred to Saquon as a generational talent, and I think, uh, you know, they're pretty accurate in that depiction. Uh, Saquon's a fantastic player and an even better person. So I don't know if it's, like you said, fair to compare anybody to him. Uh, between Aries Williams, who's, who's a great downhill runner, uh, runs with you know square pads, falls forward, uh, and, and then Colin Hill as well. Uh, I, I think we have a great one-two combination where maybe you know one of those guys, you know, at least in year one, won't ha- have the same uh, opportunity to affect the game like Saquon did in his last year. But uh, you know, we're, we're very excited with what, Co- what Coach Huff does with those guys to you know keep their running game rolling. Yeah, um, look, the the big thing I think is going to be for you. Uh, it's you're in not just you're not not just in the SEC East, but also your your schedule is not there. There aren't you know powder puffs there. Yes, you open up with Stephen F, who's a one you know one double A FBS school, but then then you go to Kansas State. Did you did you send Dan Mullen a text? Hey, thanks for uh, for giving us that Big Twelve road game, uh, second yeah, I, game of my career. I mean, you're not kidding. You you, you look at the four non conference games, and certainly. You know, Stephen F., and you never want to get caught sleeping there. You know, when, when I was at Fordham, we beat, you know, beat Army and beat Temple. So I, I know those playoff games and how the FCS teams approach them with the chip on their shoulder, and they, and they have something to prove. So certainly, you know, we don't want to stumble out of blocks there, but getting the opportunity to go against a coaching icon like Bill Schneider uh, in Manhattan, where the team's tough, they're, uh, they're physical, they're fundamentally sound, they're well-coached. You know, that's, uh, yeah, that's certainly going to be a, a huge challenge in week two. Coolest Mississippi thing that you've done? There's got to be something they're like, man, this is Mississippi. Um, <laughs> I, I think the, the most, not interesting, but the, the best part of it so far has been uh, when you can get through the heat and humidity is, is uh, the different kind of barbecue and food down here. I mean, it, it's just, you know, a little bit different in the north, but uh, you can find just about anything fried down here or wrapped in bacon. And, you know, and then my family's complaining about that. <laughs> so so how do you deal with the human like do you just get stuff done super early in the morning like i've always thought the one thing about living in the south and i look like i live in oklahoma for a while and i know it's not as sticky as it is in in mississippi but there are some similarities great incredible heat 
Do you just are you super early morning, super late afternoon, evening guy? How do you how do you handle that? Uh, uh, for me, we, you know, this summer it's you know, I've got you know my my middle son plays on the high school team here, and I got a youngest one who's involved in three sports, so we're kind of you know up and about during the course of the day. But when you get to those travel baseball tournaments on <laughs> Saturdays and Sundays during the summer, you better make sure you have a canopy or some cover there because uh, you know it, it gets burning out there. So I don't know if you can necessarily avoid it, but you know, as you mentioned, you can certainly uh, you know lessen it when you're when you're in the morning or, or later in the night. What's your level of infatuation with cowbells? Like, have you gotten to the point where you like them? Uh, I have yet to hear the sweet sound of them in a game. Uh, you know, I've heard the clanging when we got off the plane when I initially got here, and you know, we've got upwards of twenty somewhere in the house, and you know, uh, I've heard the ringing in a, a non-football related capacity. But I think on uh, you know that first game when they get them rocking there, it, it's I guess not a sight to behold, but a sound to behold. All right, last thing, and obviously you haven't coached week in, week out against the SEC where you see the level of the, the depth of athleticism, but you started to talk about your defense. You talked about with Coach Franklin. Having seen your team now, is there a legitimate difference in, you know, here's Mississippi State who was, you know, they won nine games last year in the SEC East. You look at the, the, the depth of talent up front. Is there a, a difference between even the Big Ten and you guys were at the top of the Big Ten the past couple of years and the SEC yeah. from your perspective? Yeah, no, I think that's an interesting question. And, you know, I know the tagline for the, for the SEC is it just means more. And, you know, football is very, very important, you know, in, in the, in the South as it is in the state of Pennsylvania and Big Ten territory. But it's, you know, certainly not like we're, uh, transitioning from JV football to varsity. I mean, when you're talking about the SEC and the Big Ten, you're talking about two of the, you know, premier conferences in the country and you know, going through the film and kind of analyzing it and doing some things in the offseason. I think the biggest similarity is that, Week in and week out, the margin of error is incredibly thin. That uh, when you talk about the SEC and particularly the West against the Alabamas, against the Auburns, against the LSU's, and, and so on down the line, you know you've got to be on top of your game on how you prepare and how you execute because you know if you don't, it can it can get ugly real quick. Coach, listen, we uh, wish you nothing but uh, a safe and relaxing summer in that Mississippi heat. And, of course, we know you got camp getting ready to get started. Thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck. We'll catch up soon before that first kickoff against Stephen F. Appreciate the opportunity to be on, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, that's, Steve, that's uh, Mississippi State Head Coach Joe Moorhead. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The quote from the Pro Football Hall of Fame, their executive director, Joe Horgan, is the focus is on the guys who are here. Uh, that's what he told uh, Hall, of Famer, Hall of Fame voter Clark Judge. Uh, this, of course, is all in reaction to Terrell Owens, who decided, hey, man, I'm not going to show up for the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Instead, I'm going to go back to my alma mater and give a speech at the exact same time somebody else is giving a speech. That This is really happening. Uh, Joe Horgan said there's no reason to bring up bring him up as an individual. He's not here. Here's the translation. We're pissed. We're pissed. I said this when it happened, and I mean it. Um, The argument for Terrell Owens to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame is a pretty simple one. Look at the numbers. It's the same argument that you will make for Dwight Howard to be in the, the Basketball Hall of Fame. Look at the numbers. On numbers, T.O. belongs in. On numbers... 
Dwight Howard belongs in. But sports has never truly been about numbers. It just isn't. Sports is kind of a feeling. It just There's kind of a feeling that's left behind by Hall. Like, that guy was a Hall of Famer. And T.O. embodies so many of the characteristics of the super inflamed ego maniacal wide receiver that I, I would have had no problem with them leaving him out, but they decided to, all right, wait a couple years let's put him in. Now, first T.O. is kind of a messed up dude, right? The fact that he's in the pro football hall of fame, which is a, we're going to let our bygones be bygones. You let your, and he still won't do it. In addition to the fact that he still wants to play. Like, he had them record his 40 time for a reason. He wants to play. And the fact that it's been, what's it been, seven years since he caught a ball in the National Football League? And he hasn't gotten a call? Doesn't that tell you, and he could still run? Doesn't that tell you all you need to know about Terrell Owens and why he shouldn't be a Pro Football Hall of Famer? Doesn't it? It does to me. He can still run. Uh, yes, his hands became faulty later on in his career. That's totally fair. But, but I mean, look, he can still run. He's big. He's obviously had some great, great seasons. On numbers, it's a no-brainer. He led the league in touchdowns three different times. He led the league in yards per game once. He caught uh, over 15, almost 16,000 yards of footballs, over 1,000 catches. It should be pointed out, should be pointed out, that he was kind of the first in this generation where it, was, it became pass-first offense. So the numbers were skewed, and eventually that'll kind of come back. But he hasn't played, he hasn't played a down of football since 2010 when he played with the Cincinnati Bengals. It's been eight years, he can still run, and nobody calls. What's that tell you? Right? He had 72 catches last year. But when he left San Francisco, they didn't like him. When he left Philadelphia, they didn't like him. When he left Dallas, they didn't like him. When he left Buffalo, they didn't like him. When he left Cincinnati, they didn't like him. And now he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and they already don't like him. I I think he's Dwight Howard. And you could sit there and tell me like, oh man, hey, you got to understand this dude came back from a broken leg and played well in the Super Bowl and his quarterback didn't. That's fair. That's fair. That's a good, that's a good, strong argument. Should be pointed out they went to the Super Bowl without him. And when he left, remember that was Philadelphia was the sit-ups in the driveway. There was always something with T.O. Always. And he's living down, not up to his reputation. And I like what the Pro Football Hall of Fame's doing. Oh, you don't want to show up? Fine. We'll just pretend like you don't exist. You still go in. And I mean, here's a dude who's so dumb, he doesn't even know what he doesn't know. Right? You, you're supposed to do it in 15 minutes. Some of these guys take 45 minutes. You can paint whatever picture you want on your career. Instead, he won't be mentioned. It'll be like he's not there, which is exactly 
how you should handle things. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Matt Barnes joins us. He's an NBA champion, uh, but he also does a great job in commentating on his thoughts on the current state of the league. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I haven't heard your reaction, LeBron, to the Lakers. Um, what, what, when that when you first got the text, you first saw it on Twitter, what did you think, Matt? I loved it. You know, I've been saying, if you, you can check me out, like maybe the last two years, I've been saying LeBron's in LA with the, the resurgence that the Lakers beneath. Uh, how does he fit with the roster that they've so far built around him? Um, I mean, I think he fits well. I think he, you know, he'll probably get a chance to play off the ball a little bit more this year. He's got a lot of talented guys that just get the ball and go. Um, probably see him move down the post a little bit. He started doing that, you know, uh, last year in Cleveland. So I think he's going to have fun. You know, this is a, a, a good young group of kids. I think that are going to really up to him and understand the blessing they have and uh, take advantage of it. Yeah, I, I, I propose that if you look at their roster, you know, Julius Randle was their small ball five. They didn't really replace. Doesn't it feel like that's that's one of the things he's going to do some is be be a little small ball oh, yeah. five? I mean, yeah. There's, I mean, could you imagine, you know, Lonzo, Kuzma, uh, Ingram, LeBron, and, you know. KCP. Or, I mean, well, uh, KCP. You know, Lance, KCP, Lance. I mean, they, they, got, they got some stuff to play with over there. I love it. Yeah, I, I do too as well. Uh, what about the Warriors? They had DeMarcus Cousins, but Cousins coming off an Achilles tendon tear and didn't appear to have great offers out there because of the pace of his rehabilitation. Do you think it makes it so that no one can compete with them? Uh, it's tough, man. It's really tough because, you know, they've won two out of the last three, three out of the last four championships without him, and then you get arguably win healthy, the most skilled big man possibly ever to play in the NBA as far as your skill for his size and speed and strength. Um, it, it's a cheat code, but, you know, you can't knock the Marcus or the Warriors because, like you said, not people didn't want to take a chance on him, whether that's the injury or stuff they've heard about him in the locker room for whatever reason they didn't. So you can't really fault the Warriors for going out there and doing what they were supposed to do. Yeah, the, the one thing, I mean, obviously I think he can absorb some of their culture while he's sitting and figure out that at five point three million in a walk year, he's he's got to he's got to behave right. He's kind of got to buy in, and I don't think they I don't think any of the nonsense, especially from early in Sacramento, affects him now. But my, my thing my thing is is like, look, he's coming off an Achilles tendon, and he's a big dude to be coming off it, and that does if they play him in important stretches, they've never played with a center in fourth quarters. They've always gone small ball. And while it could make them really, really hard to guard, right? Because he can score in the post and he can pass and shoot yeah. outside. It does hurt them defensively, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, I think that, you know, it's tough defensively, possibly if they go real small, but I think he'll be able to handle this stuff. I mean, the, the Warriors are a great defense, team defense as well, not as, as having, you know, a few individual guys that can really guard the ball. So I think, to me, more the, 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 the biggest part for DeMarcus this year, and, you know, I'm a fan of his, I was a former teammate, I think the biggest part you'll see out of him is, is the maturity and understanding every day this is how a winning organization handles itself. This is what they do on and off the court. That kind of stuff he's never really been around since Kentucky, so he hasn't really had that on a larger scale. So I think mentally and him developing as a player and as a, as a man, well, this will be a huge year for that. And if he's able to get back to 90 95% of what it used to be, he's going to get his money next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors try to keep him. Um, 
Houston, what do you make of the Rockets? They were one game away from beating the Warriors. Obviously, didn't have Chris Paul. They re-up Chris Paul, but they lose. You know, their their two uh, best defensive wings, especially losing Ariza. I would assume they'll re-sign Capella to more money than they want to. When you see Houston now, are they still a championship caliber team? I think they took a, a big step back um, offensively. You know, they'll still be hitting on all cylinders. But to lose someone like Trevor, to lose someone like Bob Mutter, although they played the majority of the season without him, but he's a hell of a defender as well. They're really, what do you have you substitute for that? And not only Trevor, but Trevor's one of those, you know, unsung heroes that played on this level, won championships, locked the best players down. I think that's a huge loss that, that the Rockets are taking. So it'll be interesting to see who they get to fill those uh, voids. Um, like I said, offensively, I think they'll still be as, as high-powered as they were, but on the defensive end, is I think where you're definitely obviously going to see the, uh, the loss of those two guys. What'd you make of Paul George? I mean, like, look, dude, you've called Southern California home. Paul George told the Pacers, I want to play with the L.A. Lakers. It was all set up for him. Not only did he re-sign with Oklahoma City, he didn't even meet with Magic, didn't even meet with the Lakers. What was your take? Uh, that was interesting. You know, I thought for sure he was going to the Lakers. Um... I thought it was all but done. But he obviously must have a bond with Russ. And, um, you know, if they, they've talked. I, I saw them hanging out. They were with us at the uh, 4th of July party at Nobu, so they were hanging out together there. So I think they've developed some sort of bond. And obviously they're two of the most talented people in the game. If they can figure it out, those two guys, they can be really tough. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they can. Um, but, hey, you know, I, like I said, I definitely thought uh, Paul was coming to the Lakers. You guys, uh, you guys always do the the Malibu Nobu. Nobu, you never do the new Newport Beach Nobu. That's the thing. It's the, the That's who's too far. That's too far, man. Got to get, got to get the Mamba Chopper. Hop in Kobe's Mamba <laughs> Chopper. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's fly, 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 on, fly on down, pop out. You know, right. fly, fly on down and 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 check it out. Um, okay, there, there's this. The narrative is still that the East is far inferior to the West. Danny Ainge is like, look, Toronto won more games than anybody else. Um, they're still intact. Granted, they couldn't beat, they can never beat LeBron. Boston wasn't healthy last year. They didn't nearly beat LeBron. They got, you know, two all-stars coming back and the young kids are getting, uh, you know, a year older. John Wall didn't play half the year last year. He's like, Milwaukee's still got Giannis. Is the West that much better than the East? Um, I would say that the East is going to be wide open, obviously, this year with the loss of who they lost. Um, but when you think about it, long you know, who would you really put up against Golden State? Who would you really put up against Houston? Um, and then the other, you know, the the teams that are just that have a lot of talent that are just up in the West. You know, the Portland's, the Minnesotas, um, Utah. I mean, it's it, it's a tough call in the West, and I just don't see. Like I said, you'll see good basketball. You'll see a wide open. You see a lot of talented players over there, but just not as strong teams. What are you doing right now? You taking out the I'm trash? Fine. I'm I'm heading to the airport, man. You caught me. I gotta head back to L.A. right. Now. Uh, all right. So me? yes, before we let you go, okay, you're doing a, a medical cannabis sponsored event with Snoop Dogg. Uh, it's a flag football game on the 12th of August, correct? Yes. Or the 9th and the 12th, or there's and there's no, more so events. It, it's a it's it's a whole weekend. So it's the 10th and the 9th, which is a uh, smoke for a cure event. Um, that Snoop and I are doing, and then we're doing a bowling event Friday night, and then we're doing a private pool party Saturday, and then the football game Sunday. It's really the the 
Snoop Snoop Dogg still being super super relevant is amazing, right? Like I remember, uh, Doggy Style came out when I was in high school, and to right. Snoop to still be t- like totally relevant, totally on top of the game, and now for the kind of world to come back, he's always been a weed guy. For the world to come back around to cannabis being you know recreation being legally, and of course I know trying to use medical cannabis because uh, it has so many positive medical uh, benefits and uses. Kind of amazing, like his life, like that. That looks like that sounds like a great book. We lost Matt. I think we lost Matt. We did lose Matt. And the things you never thought you would read about or hear about on Fox Sports Radio, Snoop Dogg's uh, Snoop Dogg's Smoke for a Cure flag football game. I would say that was one of them. If you go back like 10, 15 years ago. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.